You're listening to The Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Owen 60 Pod for all the latest news from around the OHL. And now here are your hosts, Reese Dumaney and Colin Ward. We are now on Google. Let's go. That's why we're celebrating. You can now listen to the Owen 60 podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and now Google. Still Google waiting Pl- for Spotify. Google Plus? No, Google Play. All right. I like that. What's Google Plus? Isn't that uh updated one? I don't Remind know. It's having a blonde moment. I don't know. Google Play? Isn't Google yeah, Play Store? Oh, yeah. The download. Yeah, the download. Yeah. That's cool. I'm fine. That's good. <laughs> and maybe Spotify could uh, yeah, figure it, it out. But beauty, big yeah. uh, milestone for the show. Yeah, give you more options if you don't have SoundCloud. I know Google and Apple are a lot easier to access uh, than SoundCloud. Well, I guess SoundCloud has an app. So Yeah. Everyone's yeah. on their phones now. Yeah, we've been so. sharing the link of that a lot. The SoundCloud. Yeah, that's the link you get on our... Uh, Instagram. On our Instagram and Twitter at the ON60 Podcast. Uh, it leads to SoundCloud, so uh, obviously you can just search the ON60 Podcast now on Google and uh, and on Apple. So a uh, big day for us and uh, oh, a big debate in our last week's Twitter poll as yeah. well. Uh, who won this year's trade headline? We got, currently we have a tie of 40% Peterbilt, 40% Saginaw. Reese, want to break that? Yeah, I think, uh, well, we both had different, yeah, we had different opinions on, this, on no, that. No. I think it was Peterborough. And I think Saginaw long-term. This year, Peterborough. Yeah, but, I think, yeah, this year, Peterborough. But yep. long-term, I think Saginaw for sure. Saginaw's pretty loaded now with the Suzuki deal. Does he come back, though? I, I think, think so. I think so, for sure. I don't sure. think he's his brother. For sure. He hasn't, play, he hasn't played enough this year with the eye, whole eye situation there. Mm. I think uh, he'll be back. Yeah. yeah Saginaw, Saginaw wouldn't have made the trade, I don't think, if they didn't think that. That's true. Yeah, and I I don't think they have the goaltending this year for it either, so that's just where yeah, I'm true. coming from. Yeah, they've had struggles. Obviously, Prosvitov was their guy last year, and they just couldn't get it done against Guelph. Um, well, nobody could get it done against Guelph last Even year except the teams in the Mem Cup. So. Even when you're up 3-0, 3-1. <laughs> Talk about adversity. London blue 3 nothing. Yeah, that's tough. Eesh. That's not good. Not good, eh? Not uh, good. No, it isn't. Not a good look. As a... Anyone who is an OHL fan, though, and there are a lot of these people out there that are OHL fans, but if anything is London, they're just staying away from that, and I'm sure they threw a party somewhere. Oh, for sure. Owen Sound, Guelph, Yeah, okay, all the the Midwest Division teams. (laughs) They all met met in the middle. They just had a party. They all met in London. Windsor. Where'd the middle be? Owen Sound, Guelph, Kitchener. Windsor. And Erie. Right in the Hamilton. middle. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you count Windsor, maybe around London. I mean, Windsor's not in their division. No, but I'm talking about like teams. Oh, the that whole Western Conference. Don't like London, yeah. Chatham. Chatham. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so 40% for uh, Peterborough and Saginaw. And, yeah, I'd uh, say this year, Peterborough, though. Yeah. So, yeah, we're saying Peterborough. Yeah, and they were featured in our uh, featured matchup this past week. They beat the Flint Firebirds 2 nothing. Uh, we'll break that game down a little bit later on in the program. But, uh, yeah, we've looked at last week's Twitter poll. Let's uh, get to these ones, or this week's uh, polls, because this will take us into the top prospects game. And before the game even got started, there was a little bit of an awkward moment at the beginning between yeah. Lafreniere and Byfield and the three representatives that were chosen to do the ceremonial puck drop. It was so awkward, like Lafreniere standing to the side, like... 
it's like parallel. We'll have a picture on our Twitter, and I'll probably uh, put it on our uh, Instagram yeah, story yeah, as well. Yeah, we'll probably have it just up on Just to show both. the picture. Just show the picture. And, like, Byfield and Lafreniere are, like, standing beside them. Like, they're not even, like, in front of each other. Like, how usually they're just, like, beside the carpet. Their sticks are out, out in front. Just a weird situation to have, I thought. Yeah, well, the three representatives you had, uh, Steve Steos of the Hamilton Bulldogs, he was next to Byfield, and then you had Dan McKenzie, the new CHL president, he was next to Lafreniere, and you had Buddy in the middle, <laughs> who was president of uh, Kubota, I'll actually look it up now, That uh... who... Uh, Looked like he had no idea <laughs> how, to, video. how to do a ceremonial puck you drop. You know what? I just had a good idea. We should have a how-to video on how to drop a ceremony puck drop. Next week's show. <laughs> Next week's show. Check our Instagram story. We'll do that. We'll have a ceremony puck drop. Bob Hickey, by the way, is the president of Kubota Canada Limited. Yeah, it, he struggled. It wasn't good. Like No, it wasn't. It was like, what am, I, what am I doing here? If you haven't seen the picture, he did it a little different. You know how most people, they go up, they're like the referee. They have it uh, horizontal to the ice. This guy had the logo on the puck showing, uh, the facing the camera. And Which, I mean, he's trying to get the They took the picture, whatever. They took the shot on TV. And uh, he just stood there with the puck. Lafreniere and Byfield, again, standing there awkwardly. And he didn't drop it. Like, this is going to be the poll question. Was that the most awkward ceremonial puck drop of all time? I, th- I think so. That's a, it's pretty close. Most awkward. I don't remember anybody tripping or anything. Yeah, I don't remember anything huge happening with ceremony. Like, obviously, Anthems. when dogs do it, that's awesome. Oh, that's the best one. Anyone that has a dog do it? Yeah. That's, a, that's I'm, smart. I remember the Ducks did it on their military night a few years ago. They had uh, a military service dog there drop the puck, and that was awesome. This year in London, when they had their military night, they had a uh, armed forces member come from the ceiling to the ice, drop the puck, give Holy it to crap. a dog. They gave it to the dog the puck. That's cool. And the dog dropped the puck. That was pretty cool. On a roof of 9,000 fans in London. Maybe that'll be another poll question. Who's better at ceremonial puck drops, dogs or Bob Hickey? <laughs> dogs. dogs. So we have sure. two poll questions now. I'm going dogs. Yeah, oh yeah. If dogs. anyone that doesn't go dogs, message me on Twitter. We'll have a feud. <laughs> we'll try and find the video too, see if we can post that. Because you can't really tell from the picture how awkward it was. You can, the way Lafreniere and Byfield Ooh. are standing. But you have to see the pause that Bob Hickey takes before dropping just the puck. Just awkward. Yeah, it was like an awkward moment. Yeah. <laughs> Very just like, what am I yeah. doing? Fans enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed People it. watching on TV enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. it. I thought it was awkward, but... Yeah. Well, and then afterwards, what? Lafreniere and Byfield couldn't decide who wanted to pick up yeah, the puck. They should have just won it. Should have just fired it back. Yeah, whatever. Fired in the corner. I think I think Byfield's uh, point was coming that, oh, you're number one. You pick it up. Like, yeah. you know, you're the better player. I don't know if he said you're the you're better the highest player. Ranked. But you're the higher ranked player. And Lafreniere's like, I don't want to pick it up. Yeah. Even though it was on his side. <laughs> it would have been nice if the guy that dropped the puck just picks it right back up. Could you imagine? Just picks it right back up and That would have been awesome. <laughs> Ceremony puck drops are the best. They're so awkward. Like, to me, they delay the game a lot, but mm-hmm. kind of got to do it. Do you think the players were laughing on the bench? They didn't probably show that not. Shot. They probably didn't see it. Yeah. But, like, on TV because of the angle. Yeah. So it's the other way around, right? Mm, like They're true. facing the penalty yeah. box. So I feel like... And they watch a replay of the game or watch video. Mm-hmm. They do that for the prospects game. They probably do. Yeah. They probably uh, have a probably shot at A little that. laugh or two. Yeah, a little laugh. Yeah. Oh, man. What a way to kick <laughs> off the night. So, yeah. actually, let's talk about what all the players were there for. The uh, top prospects game. Uh, team 
White, yeah. Lafreniere's team, they won 5-3 to three over Team Red. MVPs of the game, Tyson Forrester and Jack Quinn. So an all-OHL MVP lineup. Yeah, Barry Colts, Ottawa 67s. Yeah, it was good to see that. How and about that line, the all-OHL line? Quinn, Rossi, and Perot from Sarnia. Yeah, that well, nice. that's a sick duo, Quinn and Rossi. Oh, yeah. They're so good. Oh, and Sound's going to be, t- or uh, Ottawa's going to be good in a couple of years. Well, they're good right now. They're good right now. What are you good. talking yeah, about? Yeah, they're going to be good. Like, <laughs> they got potential to be like good for like a yeah. long time with those two. I don't know. To be to be honest, I could see Quinn and Rossi being called up early. If yeah, they keep on the pace they are, they, well, Ottawa might lose out on them. They've went up so much in the draft, too. Yeah. Well, I think we're, we were talking about this off mic, too. Uh, you know, who, what is the better impact on uh, on your draft stock? The World Juniors or the Top Prospects game? Because you have a whole tournament at Christmas where scouts can come watch you for multiple games, whereas this one, if you have an off night, scouts, sure. well, like, does that make a difference if you have an off night? That might even be another poll question. What, what's the bigger, like, what's the bigger uh, bigger stage? I, I think guess it's World Junior for sure, because you're playing against older and it's a- Longer period of time. Yeah. I think for the guys like Lafreniere, they can go down to that prospects game and play guys their play guys their own age and just mm-hmm. dominate it, right? But when they're playing guy, it's more impressive when they're playing like nineteen year olds and they're dominating. That's more impressive to yeah. me. Well, just on, the age difference. Well, and something that I found interesting, uh, obviously being Red Wings fans that we are, uh, I saw something Steve Eiserman. Uh, said that uh, you know it's different looking at the prospects game and the World Juniors because, like he said, he's even said that it's easier to go scout at the U18s because again it's against guys your age where yeah, you're 17 standouts. going up against 19 year olds yeah. like you, know, you see more standouts easier. in the World Juniors if you stand out as an underage player well, undrafted well, player out, so. yeah whereas Byfield really didn't different roles yeah well yeah that's exactly is by it. far the Number one pick, and then there's a drop off. Yeah, I don't think there's. Any I don't questions. think there's a drop off. I think it's they're both. They both have size. They both they're have both the skill to be top two. But Lafreniere just seems to have a better mindset. He seems to know what yeah. to do with the puck a little bit quicker than the, Byfield. Yeah, he has it. When you look in his eyes, too, Lafreniere, he's got the look and the makeup of being an elite player. He's, his head's always up too. Like, yeah, I don't think he. You obviously have to take a peek at the puck, but I rarely see him. There's no flaws in his game right now in junior. That's the big thing too. Well, and I see multiple reports saying, "Oh, can Byfield pass him?" A couple people have said yes. Really? Well, Byfield's I've been surprised elite. Byfield's going to be bit. good. Byfield's going to be good. He's a big, fast forward, but that can score. So and he has an huge. A now too in Sudbury. Yeah, so, so that's leadership. big for him. Yeah, that might help. You know, develop his. I don't well, know sure. if a letter does much, but it might give he's him a, leader a little bit more way. confidence. The guys in the room know who the leader is, anyway. She's a leader either way. Well, I think Corey Stillman knows he's a leader too. Oh, for sure. Just throw him <laughs> out there and score, uh, th- get three points a game like nothing. Yeah, yeah. So we'll uh, break this down. Uh, we'll try and pronounce these French names. Should put up a contest. Who pronounced the names? <laughs> oh, better? that'll be tough. Reese or Colin? It took me a while to say Sprawley, but yeah, I want a trophy now. Well, I was participation. <laughs> Should have said that last week. When I was listening to the PA announcer in Hamilton to see how he pronounced these French names, and I yeah. remember there was one player I can't remember who it was when they From were doing Michigan. the lineup. By the way, that introductions that took forever. Oh, for sure, that was brutal. It's always long. The introduction there is always long in the prospects team because you got to introduce every player, every official. Yeah, I know. It's it's long. Whatever. Puck drop, awkward sports puck drop. Game. Yeah. <laughs> sports games aren't fun. No, they're not. I don't like the TV games. Too many commercial breaks. Not enough flow. 
in the NHL, I even feel that in the NHL oh, too. No but floor. you go in saying, "Oh, there's always three commercial breaks a period." You know, the OHL one commercial break is good. Like I love it oh. midway through the period, unless they obviously sometimes get too it's late, like the seven but, minute mark. Yeah, well, it's great. I think it's a rule in the first or second period. If there's less than five minutes, you don't do one. No, less than two minutes, sorry. Yeah, two. In the first two periods. But in the third, five if it's st- less than five minutes. Yeah, because five is still reasonable until yeah. the third. Yeah. Third's a free timeout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why they're trying to limit that. Yeah. So uh, first goal of the game uh, came from Team Red. Jeremy Poirier. Poirier? Poirier? I'd say Poirier. Yeah. I went to, we need the audio, I went to school we need with the a guy, audio clip. We need the audio clips. I'm like, he's closer. <laughs> we should. Oh. Although the guy did a pretty decent job. And uh, your guy, Two. Luke Evangelista, hey, with an a... assist on that goal, as well yeah, as Antonio Strongis. Yeah, Evangelista looked good in that game. Hey, that was nice. You to heard see. it first on the 0 60 on episode yeah. one. Hey, the 0 60 effect. <laughs> I'd like to take credit for that, but probably might have not have been our factor, yeah. but oh, well. hopefully it was. Yeah. Hopefully we had a little bit of a say in that. Yeah. I think we did. Well, for sure. I want a t-shirt made up. <laughs> T-shirts. You heard it first. <laughs> At the Owen 60 podcast. Oh, man. We have too much fun on this thing. Yeah. Uh, that goal came at 3.58 of the first period. And then uh, just a few minutes later, Caden Gooley uh, tied up the game. Cole Perfetti and Brandon Coe with the assist. So, again, yeah. two more OHLers North getting Bay on the score sheet. Yeah, North Bay They had a Saginaw. huge impact on this game, the OHLers. And I don't think they had the... Most players in the game, no, but they definitely had the biggest impact. Obviously, both MVPs were from the O. Yeah, I have five players that stood out to me from the O in the game. Yeah, and Colin will go more in-depth in this game than I will because I had the pleasure of working that night. And no, it wasn't a pleasant shift because it was the Leafs game. But they (sighs) did lose. Was that their 8-4 game they lost? That was awesome. I don't know. I think they lost, though. So all I know is the Wings lost that game too, probably. And it Shocking. It was a tough night. It was a win-win situation. Yeah. You get to watch CEO. Yeah. Ignore the Wings game. Yeah, so I had no sound on the TV that I have in the studio, and I could barely look at it because I was typing on Twitter, updating the score, and making sure I was listening, so I heard the break so I could fire the commercials. So Colin will go more in-depth. He's got his five players. We'll go into that after we get done the scoring summary just to give you a full recap because this is a huge game in the CHL calendar for oh, all these sure. draft eligible players. Yeah, it's huge. All right. Then Jack Quinn at 1807 cool. of the first period. He was named Team Red MVP. That's a fun line. Um yeah, with Jacob Perot and Marco Rossi. Pro can fly by the, the way. Pro can fly. He's a burner. He's, he he stood out a lot. He stood out to me the most, I think. Perot. Really? I like him. I like him from Sarnia. I think he's a player. Yeah. Sting Sting fans. Well, it'll be interesting to see the way they go in the next couple years because they never. There was of all my years of covering the OHL, have they been good once? Once. I think it was two years ago. Kyrie when the Bulldogs won. Yeah, the year Hamilton won and Sue was good too. Yeah, but they still got knocked out in the second round. Yeah, a lot of good teams lose in the second. And I think that one went seven. Yeah, six or seven. I think six. Yeah, that was a good Kitchener team, though. So, I mean, Sarnia yeah. had it stacked against Giovanni them. Giovanni Smith pickup was huge for them that year. Yeah, yeah, it was. Quick, quick plug for them. Well, they, yeah. <laughs> they also had a goalie who had felt like they had been in the league forever. And I can't think of his name. Of the Sarnia Sting. 
he, it felt like he was in the league forever. I'm going to look it up right oh. now. This is embarrassing that I don't know it's this. It's in my... Because he was in the league for God knows how long. Roster 2018. Oh, is it Fazio? Justin Fazio. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he, was, he got invited F. to the Red Wings training camp. Yep. Yeah, and I think he went to Queens. I want to say Queens. I think he went to some school. I know he's in Yeah, he's, he's in, in university. He's in U Sports right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. That was one thing about the Red Wings, too. They invited so many OHL goaltenders. I think in the same camp, they had Stephen Dillon, mm-hmm. uh, Caden Fulcher, and yeah. Fazio. And Fulcher's the one that signed. Yeah. I think, yeah, out of the three, they picked one. Yeah, he's in the ECHL right now with the Toledo Walleye. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, is that Sarnia Sting team was good. It just, they ran into a good Kitchener team that had Smith, they had Sherwood, uh, Maskerin. Yeah, Bonneman. We Bonneman. Played, we played baseball against him. Yeah, we played baseball against Connor yeah. Bonneman. Shout out good to guy. Guelph. Yeah, shout out to Guelph. Yeah, all the Guelph guys, because we don't like Guelph. As baseball players, we <laughs> no, hated we, Guelph. Yeah, it was tough playing them. Especially a certain guy that would always wear his hat on his forehead. Yeah. Like, it was never on his head. Oh, like, I should take he it. He fully yeah. had... It's more like he's wearing his forehead. Yeah. He's wearing the hat Pretty covering much. up his forehead. We're imitating it right now. Pretty much. We, we have our hats down, <laughs> we should halfway li- covering our eyes. Yeah, we should live stream it. <laughs> next week, Next week, if next we ever week have we'll anything. Next week, we'll show you what we mean. Yeah, next week, if we ever have anything, we'll uh, go live on our Instagram. Yeah. So if you see anything live on our Instagram, it's just us uh, mm-hmm. imitating someone. Fuck yeah. drop next. <laughs> so we got a couple things to do next yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah, so Jacob Perot could easily be the next uh, Jordan Cairo for the Sarnia Sting. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. They've had a n- number of stars in that organization. Plus with Jameson Reese there. Those yeah, Jameson Reese. Duo. Yeah, absolutely. All right. To the second period when uh, Mr. Tyson Forster. Took over. Yeah, pretty much took over. At 2.03 of the second period. It's his game He now. tied up the game 2-2 uh, from Connor Zary and Ryan O'Rourke. So another OHLer uh, getting on the score sheet there with an assist. And then Tyson Forster would score again from Connor Zari again. And then Ridley Gregg at the 10-02 mark in the second. He game at Gregg. He stood out to me. Western well, Hockey League guy. Well, I think that's one thing that I love so much about this game is because we don't get to see the dub players and the Q the players Q, yeah. so often. Obviously, we see Lafreniere more than anybody, but that's expected. But, you know, you get to see the skill that's around this country because a lot of people in Ontario are like, oh, the OHL's the best league by far. You know, it's not even close. And you could say that with the West because so many teams have been in the Mem Cup that have lost and, like, not... Like, it's been a forever since a WHL team has won the Memorial Cup. Yeah, for sure. So, you get that. And with the Q teams winning it in back-to-back years, uh, Acadie Bathurst, the 100th Mem Cup, and then uh, Ruen Noranda last year. So, yep. um, you know, a lot of people say, people say, oh, the O, way better. But, no, the Q has great the players. The Dub's got great players. Yeah, Joel it, Hofer plays in the Dub. He's one of the best goalies in Canada, if not the best. Yeah. So, it'd be interesting. Well, I love this game. It's awesome. Yeah, this CHL in general is the best league, best amateur league, league as of league, right yeah. now. I mean, the U.S. National Development Team yeah. is actually like that's a good program they're running me, down there. To me, nothing compares to the CHL. No, that's well, just my opinion. Well, and this is a CHL heavy draft you play, too. Yeah, you so. play more of an NHL schedule too as well. Mm, play the sixty-eight yeah. games. That's right. a big difference in college. Yeah. yeah, I think that's why so many scouts come to these games. I, you go to games, you see at least five scouts. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, it's always a good time at OHL buildings. Uh, and then uh, Braden Schneider would make it 4-2 at the 13-12 mark 
of the second period. Tyson Forster with an assist as well as Connor Zeri. That was the eventual game winner. Yeah. Um, and then in the third, Cole Perfetti. Empty oh, netter. that was an empty netter, yeah. And then... <laughs> you know, a young guy getting on the board, you know, unassisted. Um, and then Dawson Mercer, the... Uh, 13th forward for Team Canada at the World Juniors. Kind of made it interesting, I guess you could say, from uh, Poirier and Sordif? Sourdif? Sordif. Sordif. Justin Sordif. That goal came with one second left. Yeah. 1959. That's a nice thing for the draft. <laughs> oh, hey, look, I scored a goal at the prospects game. <laughs> no one's ever going to know. Unless I look at the I mean, time. Unless I, I look mean, at the time of the goal, no one's going to know. Yeah. The scouts could no twist it. Well, this guy plays a full sixty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> right I just hey, each each combine interview, pre draft interview with each team, I'd be like, scored a goal. The prospects gave eh? <laughs> Wayne Canada <laughs> scored a goal. Even do you think the goal he gave up at that point? No, probably not. Because I'm sure Why? there's this, I'm sure there's one team that's in the back of your mind that's thinking of. Does he play the full 60 minutes, like yeah. he said, or does he pack up shop early? Well, and that's that's the one thing that was unfortunate. Nico Dawes, obviously, he couldn't go. Yeah, that's too bad. He um, never played this weekend either for the Guelph Storm. Yeah, he was injured in warm-up. I think they said it was a lower body. I saw he was taking shots yeah. just from the slot slash perimeter area, and um, something didn't feel right. He immediately skated to the trainers, and with George Burnett being one of the coaches for Paul the game— out. He's like, no, you're not playing. No chance, yeah. And I think he proved his draft stock already. He's a good yeah. enough goalie. Yeah, I think so too. Um, also, so, quick, yeah. quick question for you about the prospects game. Yeah. Was that a stage fight between Cooley oh, and the yeah. Winter Spitfires? Yeah, we were talking about that as it was happening. And that's the one time I actually had a chance to look well, over fought, at the TV. They fought a year before, like maybe like the 24th of last year. They fought like in the... Those two, they fought. So, like, I feel like they just sent each other a text. Hey, want to yeah, go? Yeah, show, show some teams you have an edge to your game. You know, you're yeah. gritty. You have, you're tough. Like, if, you know. Yeah, if the flow gets tough or something, because it was after commercial break. Yeah. Flow gets tough in the game. Try to pick up the pace or yep. pick up the intensity. You want to go? Yeah. The that's, third period? That's the only thing, though. I think there's a penalty in the OHL if it's planned. Because I remember that happened. Yeah, but that situation, they wouldn't two know. Two years ago. That it, situation, it's a CHL situation. They wouldn't know. They're just going. Well, this one, the one I'm talking about involved Adrian Carbonara. Yeah. So you're like, hey, yeah, that's planned. I liked, like, I liked watching him play. He's a big guy for a team if you want to win. Yeah, Barry London keeper. Niagara. He uh, finished his career with the yeah. Ice Dogs. So. I remember warm ups there in London in the playoffs against Windsor. Pretty we fought, but he was a. Uh, in warm-ups, uh, Perbu shot maybe? A, no. Perbu likes to fight. No, it wasn't him. It was an older guy. But it, at the end of warm-ups, he shot a puck down at DiPietro and stuff. And then, like, how in London, how the cup, like, are, they come out through the same, like, not through the same door, but through the same end. So uh, when no, Windsor was, Oh, when in Windsor, London. Oh, yeah, when London, Windsor okay. was coming out, when Windsor was coming out, Carbonara had a good one there. I forget who he fought, though. Great in warm-ups. Carbonara. That's why the linesmen come out during warm-ups. That's a beauty move, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's uh, quickly get to your five guys. We're yeah, running out of time in this segment. Five standouts. Uh, yeah. Tyson Forrester, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Barry Colts, yep. two goals, one assist, plus two. Mm-hmm. Cole Perfetti, the Saginaw Spirit, one goal, one assist, and a plus one. Uh, Team Red, we have three. That Ottawa-Sarnia line. Uh, Jacob Perot, the Sarnia Sting, one assist, plus two. Jack Quinn of the Ottawa 67s, one goal, plus one. And Marco Rossi, Ottawa 67s, one assist, Plus one on the day. That's not a bad line. No. Plus no, one. Give credit to the coaching staff for putting them together. Yeah. I feel like Ottawa's looking at uh, 
Sarnia next year. Sarnia's <laughs> going to sell. They're sellers again? Hey. Well, not really again. They didn't really sell this year. Want to have a dream line? Up in Ottawa. Hey, one hell of Maybe a line. Yeah, that'd be unreal. Jeez. Um, yeah, so your five standouts. And again, another thing we were talking about off mic is Jamie Drysdale. And even into the weekend yeah. when you were in London to see I didn't see really them. notice him much lot, or yesterday. I didn't really notice him. I saw him play twice now this year. and I don't know. He just hasn't really stood out yet. Like usually, when guys go to London, they try to put on a big show, right? Yeah, you know, there's gonna sure. be scouts there. You know, it's gonna be a 9, big crowd. Nine thousand people. You know? Yeah, it wasn't a big crowd though yesterday. Oh. Yeah, it was like eight thousand nine something. They said, but there was an eight thousand there. Maybe tickets purchased. Hmm. I know it's not the eerie of a few years ago, but yeah, at least they're good. Like they're yeah, they're steady. Team. Every team in the Western Conference is in it. Yeah, <laughs> Midwest exactly. team. Yeah, usually there's more there. Well, and that's I think bad where weather too. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's a brutal day. <laughs> brutal two days in Southern Ontario, you could say. Yeah. yeah. Rough. Well, I think that's where the World Juniors comes in for Drysdale because he was unreal Ooh, for a seventh Byram. defenseman. Whereas, yeah, his you know. big game, his coming out game, you could say, was when Byram was sick yeah. there with the flu and he yeah. just stepped up there. That was his big game. Yeah, so again, the debate comes back and you can have your say on our uh, on our Twitter at the ON60 podcast. You will never what makes your draft stock higher, World Juniors or top prospects? Yeah. So, I say World Junior, but we'll yeah. see. In Jimmy Drysdale's case, I think he thinks he uh, he agrees with us. So yeah, we'll see what the people Maybe think. Maybe will vote for the People's <laughs> Podcast. That's what I'm saying. It's the <laughs> Owen Sixty effect, ladies and gentlemen. Oh yeah, we want get your T-shirts online at the Owen Sixty Podcast dot com. Think we should create a website. Oh, for sure. Okay, let's do it. We'll get to it. Yeah, eventually. Eventually. We'll get to that. Might be a summer thing to kick off the new oh, year. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We got to do the names thing too, right? In the summer. So, we'll have a bunch of stuff names to do that. Thing. Oh, the, the import name. draft. Yeah. That'll be fun. Top name. <laughs> in the top names. That'll be fun. We will have a contest on our, uh, well, not really a contest, I guess, a poll, I guess you could say. Who did a better job at naming these guys? And who did the puck drop better? The ceremony puck drop next week? Yes, we are doing that. <laughs> yeah, who did the ceremony puck drop better? <laughs> The Owen 60 podcast or Kubota's president. I'd say it. We talk about real serious stuff on this podcast. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. It's like this off mic, too, though. It's I know. It's the exact same just with a microphone. I know. Well, you have to. Like, oh, yeah. if you're doing something like that, you gotta have fun. You can't be the bot. You can't be Bob oh. McKenzie every week. Oh, for sure. Even though we want to be bot. Eh, not really. Yeah. I don't like wanna... to be different. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Good segment to open the show, Colin. Uh, Fun, yeah. We had a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, lots more in the show coming up. Uh, we've got a featured matchup between the Flint Firebirds and Peterborough Peets. Um, we're also going to go around the OHL, look at any games that we liked or that stood out to us over this past week. That's my favorite segment. Um, yeah. You liked uh, London's goaltender this past week, so uh, we'll talk interesting about Interesting stat with that, Brett Rochier. Yeah. Yeah. Colin's got lots of stats. He's a stats guy. Big stats so. guy. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get all into that a uh, little bit later. Later on, but uh, yeah, coming up next, uh, we're gonna do uh, we're gonna break down our featured matchup between the Firebirds and oh, Pete, yeah. and then we'll also give you our matchup for uh, for the coming week. Familiar team, but uh, I don't know. To us, there wasn't really too many big matchups, so we're gonna go with this one on a Thursday night at Budweiser Gardens. So oh, uh, it's in uh, WFCU setting. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's they do play at the WFCU. Yeah, we'll get back to it. Thursday games. No, yeah, Wednesday or Thursday night Most games. teams live off Thursday nights. Oh, yeah. It's so, a good night. Yeah. Good night in Windsor, Ontario, said no one ever. 
because they all go to Detroit. It's <laughs> <laughs> a Red Wing comment. Yeah, it was a Red Wing comment. All that's right. A, that's a clown question, bro. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> Ray Sharper. Yeah. All right. 300 million 0 for 4. <laughs> Ooh. Did you ever see that video? No. I just Fan saw, yelled, oh, 300 million 0 for 4. I just and then saw he said that. something that I can't say on here. And then he hit a walk-off dinger after. <laughs> Hello. Good times. All right. Well, when we come back, feature matchup time. You're listening to the ON60 podcast. This is the ON60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the ON60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast with Colin Ward. I'm Reese Dumaney and Colin, but we'll the, go back to Bryce Harper before the break. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we need to get a coaching it. thing that you yeah, do. Yeah, Coach Colin had on here for all the kids that are listening that I coach. They all know it. The one rule I have after batting practice is each kid, they got to end with a hit, obviously, in batting practice, but they got to bat flip because if you walk it off, you got to pimp it. You got to be in style, right? We got to have a swagged out team. So it's got to happen. I make sure, yeah. <laughs> That's one of my uh, main priorities of a coach. <laughs> make sure they bat flip after they uh, hit a walk off. Quick little get their inner but. Jose Bautista out. Oh yeah, you should see the practice. I should have that on the Owen Sixty podcast <laughs> Instagram. In Go the live summer. from practice. In the summer, we're going live from practice, batting practice, <laughs> bat flips. I mean, each kid in a line, bat flips. I have a clipboard in my hand, check mark. Check mark. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Beauty. Oh. Love it. Could you say that in hockey though too? At the end of hockey practice, say you score a sick shootout goal. Do you have to do like the Ovechkin hot hands or the Eichel or the McDavid? Like or just some silly like that? Or to skate off the ice. Just skate straight. Just skate off, off the, the ice. ice. Be like, yeah, just a normal day. <laughs> Hunter Jones could did that though on yeah. Saturday and Hunter Jones game. had a phenomenal uh Phenomenal game on, uh, what date was this? Saturday. Yeah, Saturday, January 18th. 18th 7.05 in the square corners. Where yeah. it's, we actually heard from a player around the league yeah. that uh, he doesn't mind the square corners. He thinks that uh, you get used to it after a while, but it's nothing major, and they're fine with it. Yeah, so. well, again, it's still an advantage, but yeah, say say if you play in Peterborough's division, you're there three times depending on who you are. I think it's three times because yeah. it's all screwed up with the location some it's play, weird Erie plays Niagara three times they're in a different like it's weird but yeah. whatever um, yeah I think after you've been in the league a couple years you know as a rookie might get some use uh, take some time but yeah you know, I don't see it as a in huge warm-ups. advantage yeah I noticed they're a lot in warm-ups guys will just shoot pucks around the boards and stuff mm-hmm. get used to it that way yeah but so. for the main part some guys they don't mind it I think it's nothing. Yeah, just nice to know. Yeah, it is. Well, Hunter Jones uh, knows the boards pretty well because he shut out the Peterborough Peets. He made oh, thirty yeah. saves in this contest. Just Hunter Jones doing Hunter Jones things. Yeah, pretty much. That's why he's a second round pick, right? Yep. You don't see many goaltenders go too high. There may be three, four that go in the first round or first two rounds. Excuse me. Uh, obviously, unless you're Mark Andre Fleury, then you go number one. Yeah. But uh, um, yeah, no, Hunter Jones. Uh, it's interesting, Minnesota's goaltending situation and what that'll be in the coming years. Devin Dubnik, I don't think he's getting any better. He oh. was supposed to be a superstar for them, and it just never happened. That pick tells me that Hunter Jones is the future of their uh, franchise. Yeah. Future give him, give franchise. him three years. Yeah, three, four years. He'll be back in Peterborough next year. Probably, yeah. He's got drafted this year. Barring a shocker from Minnesota. And, yeah, unless you know. he makes the wild out of camp. but Yeah, well, and even then, I don't... The Iowa Wild. I think it'll depend on uh, Peterborough's situation. Eligibility. Yeah, and the junior so. eligibility stuff. Right. Uh, 
Yes. No, I think he'd be good. I think he's too young for the A now. I think yeah, he depends. Uh, another plus, year. if he played a certain amount of years in the O, like Joe Valeno mm. playing in the Q, had exceptional status. So that's why he's not back in the Quebec League this year. That's why he's allowed to go to the American Hockey yeah. League. So it's oh. interesting. Hunter Jones, he's uh, good at hockey. We'll just Very say good. that. Um, so the Peterborough Peets, they won 2 nothing. Uh, goal number one came at 8.58 yeah, of the that, first period. That new uh, top line. Yeah, Nick Robertson from Semyon Der Argachinsev and Akil Thomas. 29th of the year. It's a really good line. Oh, that's solid. That Thomas that Thomas deal made them have two good lines. That's, not, that's a big pickup now. Yeah, I know it's only been a week or two, but... <sighs> Not used to seeing him in maroon. Yeah, that's like Tomasino in Oshawa too. I know it's, it's weird. Can't get used to it. Like yeah. it's just obviously unless he It'll wins. Take some time. Man, that's just weird. He looks good though. I like the maroon. I like that Peterborough brought back oh, those yeah. jerseys. They're really nice. Yeah, I like that. It's iconic. Peterborough yeah. Beats. Yeah, it is. It's one of the most. Oh, uh, they're one of the most iconic franchises, franchises in the O. So yeah, you know. why not bring back the retro and then. Uh, then the second goal, yeah, there was only Another two goals, pick. and they both came in the first period. Two so. Leaf prospects. Yeah. yeah. Robertson and Dargachinsev. Yeah, this came at uh, 13.36. Actually, this was originally Akil Thomas's goal. Yeah. Because I saw in their period recap for the Peets that uh, Robertson and Thomas with the goals, and then I just noticed it before we came back from the break that, oh, they changed it to Dargachinsev. Yeah, I didn't notice that either until after. Yeah. Target. The thing that sticks out to me, though, with Target Chinsev, he only has seven goals. Maybe that's a deal with Thomas and uh, Robertson there. I think that might help him out a lot there, playing on a line with two superstar OHL players. Yeah. I think well, that's going to help him out a lot here. Yeah, and we've seen what those support players can do. Obviously, in Hamilton, with us being so close to them, um, Callie and Unique, what duo that does. Because Unique... Ooh. In my opinion, and you even brought this up as well, that Unique really controls the play between yeah, the Kaliev two of them. Yeah, finishes. Yeah. That's the big thing. Kaliev's the finisher, and he'll probably get more notice out of that by mm-hmm. scoring, but Unique's the one that sets him up and makes the big plays. Yeah, so you, you never know. Dargachinsev could just go off. Akil Thomas is an elite player that can have an impact on For players sure. like that. He had a huge impact on Tomasino when he arrived yeah, no. uh, with the Ice Dogs. Obviously, they had Future more captain veteran guys. Of Oshawa. Yeah. We oh, yeah. We're not even debating about that. We've already said that yeah. last week. He's the future captain of Oshawa. Get a press box. Yeah, get a press box. <laughs> if you're going to host Memorial Cup, get a press box. And allow visiting media to sit in that press box. Yeah. Not be crammed in the radio booth. <laughs> yeah, and all beside each other. And don't put That's the weird. horn next to the visiting radio booth. It's right ah, there. We're in here, Pugs. What? Like that goal horn goes on. As the puck crosses the line, there's no pause between scores. It's mm, and then like you hear the guy like quick finger, like that. Is it a button? Is it a button? Do you think the Do you think teams implement where it automatically goes on when the puck hits the mesh? I think they bring come up with a sensor. Hard to say because what about the ones that like barely go over and they go on? I yeah, think it's just somebody true. up top that just presses a button. Presses a button. Button presser. I don't know if you saw a video, I think, of the Vegas Golden Knights. I can't remember if it was this year or last year. They did a video of their uh, mascot up in the video board control room or whatever oh, yeah. I think it that was. yeah, that was last year. And uh, there was a goal that was under review. So the ref, it wasn't Wes McCauley. Uh, there was a ref that came over, uh, started to make the announcement. He's like, after further review, the puck fully crossed the line. And, and then their mascot just starts pounding the goal <laughs> horn. And he's just sitting there looking at his watch. Like, okay. The, and then he's like... It's like, the call on the ice is no goal due to goaltender interference. 
That was funny. Quick thing. <laughs> Sorry. That's like the lights that went out My a couple bad. years ago. And now yeah, you're Hamilton. Hamilton, yeah. That caused that Hamilton Jones. a win. Yeah, that was Jones. Uh, yeah, they had a penalty shot. shot. I actually think it was last year. Yeah. Um, Matthew Strom had a penalty shot on Stephen Dillon. He scored. But uh, the lights came off probably when he got to the hash marks. Yeah. His deke, he went forehand, backhand. And then, uh, so the refs talked it yeah, over. Yeah, it was the hash mark. And they said, uh, review it, or uh, redo it. So he's like, all right. So he changed his mind. He decided to shoot it. Stephen Dillon, he's big enough. He made that save easily. Yeah. And someone got fired that day. So yeah. Rest in peace. Yep, Sorry. Pretty much. But back to our featured game, because that's what we're here to talk about. Uh, Anthony Popovich opposed Hunter Jones, and he didn't really do too bad. He gave up gave up two goals on 38 shots, and for you, it was the D for Flint that just let yeah, them down they, in the first. they struggled in the first period. Their Peterborough got in deep behind the net, and then they just got pucks to the net, the usual, but and they just couldn't defend. They were back on their heels too much instead of their toes. Well, and that's where you kind of... It's a weird trip for Flint. Yeah, very weird trip. I was just about to bring that up. They were in Ottawa on Friday. They actually took in the Vegas-Ottawa game. Yeah. Pete DeBoer's first uh, coaching game there at uh, Canadian Tire Center. That's good. It's an all right trip. Yeah, that's pretty Come up from Michigan on... Yeah, they came up on Wednesday from Michigan. Went to the game on Thursday, and then they played in Ottawa on Friday, in Peterborough Saturday, and then back up to Kingston... On Sunday, where they won 8-5. But with that snowstorm, they stayed in Peterborough. You know, that must not have been an easy day to then travel. the next day, 2 o'clock, yeah. in Kingston. That's not a fun ride. That's no. not a fun ride. No, especially in that kind of weather. It can be pretty bad up there. Yeah, so. that's tough. And, I mean, 8-5 to five the next day over Kingston, that's a yeah. fight the back. Uh, I, do you think there's a little bit of, not anger, but... A little bit of sense of, hey, we probably should have gotten a better outcome in uh, Peterborough dis- despite our bad play in the first period. Uh, they just, I guess you just tip your hat to Hunter Jones, right? Oh, for sure. Hunter Jones, like 2 nothing after, no scores after the first period, but Hunter Jones kept them in the game. It's not saying that Flint never had chances. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of chances. They looked pretty good. Austin Tunuk and uh, Delandria, they're doing their thing, but they just couldn't score. Hunter Jones. When I'm looking at the box score right now, there are two huge stats that stand out for me. I'll start with the faceoffs. Yeah, 41 to 21. Peterborough won. Yeah, it in they the own draw. the puck. They own the puck. Like the power play, 0 for three. That's insane. 0 no, 0 for six yeah. for Flint. Well, they're at 17. percent That was one that we couldn't figure out this afternoon too. When we were looking over like the pre stuff, when we that stood out to me for sure. Like I would not believe that Flint has the worst ranked power play at 17 percent. If someone told me that. To me, they the that's too wor- good on paper. and that's worse than North Bay, who's nineteenth, who's struggling to score goals as well. That's that, that's an interesting stat for a team that wants to go for it. Yeah, for sure. That's why you got your guys, I guess. Up. But yeah, you at least got to get it in the top ten to be a championship contender. Yeah, I don't think they have a chance at top ten. No, <laughs> no, not right now. Yeah, so uh, yeah, they're minus one on the season now too. Uh, they're deferential. 168 goals for, 169 goals against. Yeah, well, that West is good. and Oh, that West is solid. So, Any team can win it right now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and even another thing we were talking about, how uh, how far back Peterborough is uh, from Ottawa in the standings. Yeah. And you look at a win like this, 2 nothing against the Flint Firebirds, 
Yeah, it, it stands out because you know, where Flint is, uh, the moves they made at the deadline, you know, like, okay, they're in. They're going for their first playoff win in franchise history, if, if you don't count Plymouth. Um, but the Peterborough Peets are third because of the division uh, the division lineup, which I think is stupid, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, we'll the, have a show in the summer about that. Yeah, like the Sudbury Real Wolves team. have 45 points. They're 22-20, and 20, but they're in second place because their division, division. sucks. Uh, but then you look at Peterborough. They are 28-13 and 13 and 2-1, and one, whatever, stupid shootout loss for category. Peter, for all Peterborough fans like, listening who think that Ottawa is like up and above. Don't hesitate. They beat Ottawa four nothing. That's a statement win. That's huge. That's to, that to me is a statement saying mm-hmm. like, hey, we're gonna meet. You. We're, we built this to beat you guys in the third round next, in the playoffs this year. Yep. And we're taking it right to you. To me, that's what I see when they come out and beat them four nothing. Yeah. Well, and the only thing is, they're still nine points back of Ottawa. Like. Yeah. They're thirty-four and seven. Are the sixty-seven? Yeah. The thing that sticks out to me though is the forty-four games played by Peterborough and forty-one for Ottawa. Yeah, that's hard to catch. To me, that Peterborough's going to build up for that playoff series, beat them in seven. Yeah, <laughs> that's their, what else can you really do? Well, and we say that uh, Sudbury's division sucks. This will just tell you: Ottawa sixty-eight, Peterborough fifty-nine, Oshawa forty-seven. So that difference between first and third in the East Division is, if my math is correct, and this is not a math show by far. The Ottawa 67s are up by 21 points on the third-place team in their division, fourth-place team in the conference. Yeah. That's, that's nuts. Yeah, that's a lot. Considering you look at Peterborough's last 10, they're 4-6. and six. Ottawa's 9-1. and one. Yeah, that's... They were wow. Hot. Yeah, they were hot there, Ottawa. They went on that 16-game winning streak yeah. there on the break. That's Lose nuts. their coach, and they don't lose a game. Yeah, right. That's quiet. That's quietly Kitchener. <laughs> Completely status. opposite of Every- London, too. <laughs> yeah, everyone was talking about uh, Kitchener, like how they went on that big streak, right? When London lost their guys, mm-hmm. Guelph lost their goalie, but then the Ottawa 67s losing their coach and still just yeah. tear it up. Graffa yeah. was their huge trade deadline move too. If you saw our Twitter Despite question it being earlier, in October or November. Yeah, or that's their that's their move of the year. That's huge yeah. for them, Graffa. Joey G, former Kitchener Ranger, tried yeah. to go pro. I think he'll have a good shot now. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> to be honest. Um, yeah, so, I mean, for Peterborough, it's two points against Flint, but no team in the East loses two points. That's the only thing. It's important to beat to win games, but when you look at the grand scheme of things, you want to beat Eastern Conference teams because they're it's the always... ones that make a difference for you. But there's a comfort factor, too, though, when you're playing it out a conference team that, like, you can go have a three-point game, right? It doesn't really mm-hmm. affect you as right. long as you get the two. So yep. at the end of the day, I don't think it, that really matters. I just think it's more of a comfort factor if you have a three-point game. You're not losing oh. any points. You're only gaining. That's a fair point. Oh, I'll give you that one. Um, so, yeah. So our uh, featured matchup saw the Peterborough Peets beat the Flint Firebirds 2 nothing this, this week's past fun. Saturday. This so, yeah. week is fun. To this week's game. That, rivalry. Yeah, think, pretty good rivalry. I think there's a lot of pressure on the Windsor Spitfires in this game. I think so, too. Well, they are first. Yep. This is coming into uh coming into Monday night. Just this is when we record. There's obviously two games going on Monday night. Uh Hamilton Bulldogs, Kingston Kingston Frontenacs and the Oshawa Generals and Owen Sound attack. Two games that got postponed over the weekend. Um but yeah, you look at the Western Conference, Kitchen Rangers won with sixty, Windsor Spitfires right there with fifty nine, London fifty six. This is huge. 
Yeah, to me, I think with the games in hand, I think more pressure's on London. 42 games played, Windsor's 41. If London mm-hmm. wins, it's a four-point game for them if they win in regulation. I think this is London, one of London's big games. It's not. It's still early yet to say must win, yeah. but it's still you. It's a huge game. You got to win it. Yeah. Anytime you're playing a team above you in the standings and you have a chance to mm-hmm. really make them think about you, this is best chance probably they got to do it. On the road too, that would be a huge win in Windsor. Yeah. I know it's not a far drive. Sports that game. Yeah, sports. Uh, yeah. And we have to watch it. Oh yeah, that's gonna be fun. At least you're not there, because that drive home is tough. I know, yeah. That drive home is a tough Be one. Two and a half from Windsor to Brantford. Yeah, that's a something tough like one. that. Depending on how fast you're driving, obviously. Yeah, it's it's not the fun. Because there's know. not much to do from London to Windsor. No, all you got is the dump. So it smells like crap for <laughs> 20 minutes. Garbage <laughs> land. It. Garbage <laughs> land. Actually, it's more in between Chatham and London, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, no, a huge matchup coming up. And the Knights, their last 10, they're 8-2. and two. Of course, Connor McMichael has had a lot to do with that. Windsor Spitfires are 8-1-1. One, and one. So these teams are really the same spot, penalty minutes-wise. Windsor has only taken 403 penalty minutes. Yeah. I know that doesn't... I know that sounds like a lot, but if you look at other teams, it really isn't because London has had 470 penalty, penalties yeah, in minutes. Lot. Yeah, that's a lot. So, um, you know, this is a huge not divisional matchup that's another even though they're only an hour and a half away but i think the big thing is too last time these two teams played london didn't play good medina played pretty good there too for mm-hmm. windsor he kept him in that too over the world junior break oh yeah well he was their only option because they had a junior c goalie uh Talking about. um curry Piroinen. although in the yeah. radio they called them Piroinen. not even close <laughs> That bugged me too. Um, he was off with Team Finland at the uh, at the World Juniors, losing bronze. So, I mean, yeah. he didn't play much. He played once or twice. Still a good experience, but yeah, to me, no. that's a big thing too with Medina keeping them in. Yeah, that was huge. That Just made for- them stay in the elite teams here in the Western Conference. Well, especially a guy that's not really known around the league. When you think of Windsor goaltending, yeah, you think of Pierroinen. Yeah, you know, you Di Pietro, uh, the big names they've had, uh, Philip Grubauer, Andrew Angele, like Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell was there. Like you think of goalies for uh, for the Windsor Spitfires. Xavier Medina's played a huge role for the Spits this year. Uh, he wasn't there last year. They had Colton Ince along with Pierroinen. Um, every every team that ha- every good team has to have a good backup goalie. They have mm-hmm. to win them that big game, especially in the O. And you're pl- the odd week, and you're playing three and three. Yep. That's tough. You need your backup goalie to win that middle game. And when they do it, that's make or, sometimes that's make or break in your season. So that's huge by him. Yeah, well, I think it helps for Medina, the comfort level he has. He's from Detroit. So just going just across to Windsor, uh, you know, that's probably, a lot of family probably pretty good games. for him. Yeah, a lot of family at games and stuff, too. Do you think he stays at home? Probably not. Just crosses the border? No. I, don't, I, de- I think he has a billet yeah. because they want the team together, right, instead of crossing the border all the time. Yeah, that'd be a pain in the ass. Yeah, it would be tough. <laughs> it would be a tough one. Yeah, this year with the Windsor Spitfires, he's played 21 games. For a backup, 349 goals against average, and save percentage is 880, so not the greatest save percentage in the world, but 3.49 as a backup's really good because mostly I think the margin is around 4 Yeah, for backup goaltenders because you don't really expect your backup goaltender to steal they're games. Not, but they're not going to play a lot. They're underestimated. Get, yeah, they have to get the one or two big wins a month. And when they do it, your team's usually successful. Yep. 
one, you're going to have a great stat about uh, Brochu for talking goaltenders for the London yeah. Knights. Might as well bring that up now instead yeah, of Yeah, that's the break. a big one. Michael Hauser's your all-time wins leader. Uh, his rookie season for Hauser, he had 17 wins. Brett Brochu's at 17 wins right now, and to me, he's the Knights' most improved player by far. He's so much. He's so competitive in the net. He always was, but just like earlier on in the year, I don't think he felt the net as well. Like maybe out of position a little mm-hmm. bit, but now he's in perfect position all the time. Square to the shooter. He makes the big saves. You got to you got to make those one to two big saves a night where they mm-hmm. should have scored to win games, and he's doing that right now. And he's keeping the other teams under three goals a game, which you got to do too to win. And he's doing all that. So. Well, do you think that's where London was coming from? Because I don't know how much of a leader Coy is. Just because I never met the guy, I've never talked to him, so I don't know what kind of leader he is in the room. But and obviously, Miskew, the way he's played, he's not going to be the number one anymore, and he is actually suspended right now. But uh, do you think London's thinking was kind of there? You know, Miskew's had experience; well, he's an OA right now. You know, kind of bring him along. I, I think he had success in the dub. The interesting, so. the interesting thing with Brochu was. When he came into camp, he came in from uh, Dresden to the Junior C to make this team. He came in to be one of the goalies of the London Knights, and he earned it. He worked his butt off. I know the in a couple times you read in the London Free Press, the uh, Hunters would put him in situations. In every situation he got into, every tough situation, he made it fine. And I think that's why he earned this starting job right out of camp. Well, and that, that's where you look at the mo- where people question. He's a battler. Yeah. And He's, that's where people question, oh, the Knights should have brought in Dawes. It's more experience. I don't know. But better experience is there for a goalie to play behind Connor McMichael, Alec Regula, Marcus Phillips, Liam Foodie. Like, as a rookie goaltender, you're like, holy yeah, and crap. Just 17 wins. Like, just 17 wins. That's in their top wins leader in franchise history. Had 17 this 17 year old season as well. And we got still got a lot of hockey left. Mm-hmm. So he may be on pace. At, stays healthy and if London stays competitive you might have a chance to break that well and the Knights also too have the uh, second fewest goals against in the uh, in the Western Conference number one the Guelph yeah. Storm shocking but that's only one more than the Knights the Storm have only given up 136 goals the Knights have given up 137 that could be interesting on Sunday head-to-head game Sunday afternoon in London Dawes where's uh yeah where's That'll be a good if one. If Dawes is healthy, yeah, though, that's hopefully. the only thing. Hopefully. You never want to see a guy out long term. No. No, but that could also shoot Guelph in the foot. Are they like, oh, yeah. oh maybe we should have dumped him? Like, you know, yeah, but, it's hard to say. He'll be back you know, next year. Yeah. that's Well, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't think he's good enough yet for the A even. so. No, and plus eligibility. Yeah. No, he'd be eligible. Because he was eligible year? for the draft last year, right? Oh, yeah. So the years. So, yeah, he got passed on last which, year. Which he is surprising. Have... You really never see guys who are eligible a second year for the NHL draft to be in the prospects game. It's but just he's played that well. In his summer, he had a really good summer. I've been reading articles there from Guelph that he uh, he lost a lot of weight in the summer, and he came mm. back to be one of the premier goalies in the OHL, and he did that. So congrats to him. Yeah, no, huge year for, uh, for Nico Dawes. All right, time for another quick break. When we come back, it's... Uh, Stat time with Colin Ward. He's uh, looked up a couple things. We'll go around uh, a few of the games that uh, stood out to us from the past week, and uh, then we'll wrap things up. Uh, You're listening to the Owen 60 Podcast. We'll be right back. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 Pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. 
Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast. I'm Reese Devaney along with Colin Ward. And this is the day of polls. This is the most polls we've had in our show. Oh, it's going to be a fun day on Twitter. Bob McKenzie just tweeted out NHL draft rankings research. Hashtag bye week. Hashtag bye bye. It looks like he's at a resort. Can we have that in the Somewhere. Summer? I'd love to know where because it looks really nice. Oh, yeah. Um, but does the CHL top prospects game automatically mark Bob McKenzie Bob McKenzie's first vacation of the new year. For sure. For sure. Like do you think he, he's like, off, he goes so hard and he goes to TSN like, "Oh, I've been working hard the top prospects game was really the final thing. Give me a vacation." Right after the World Juniors. Too. Yeah. Well, for sure. For sure, vacation time. You got to take one break during the season, don't you? It's, it's a, a lot must. of work. I think it's so. It's a lot of work. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be up on our uh, Twitter at the own 60 podcast. We're also on Instagram. At the Owen 60 podcast, and we are now on Google Play. If you missed it hey. off the top of the show, yeah, I had a blonde moment with that. Yeah, he Google. really did. <laughs> it happens. Google Plus. <laughs> this isn't Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what I got mistaken with. Could be. Well, wow. everything, everything's coming out with Plus. Yeah, I think there's a few plus. streaming services coming yeah, out with it Plus. Is, it makes no sense. Stupid. Get your own thing. Yeah. There's Netflix. There's Crave, which kind of sucks. You, ma- you imagine um, Netflix Disney Plus. plus. Netflix plus everything's gonna be plus, dude. Oh, get to the stupid. Get to the stats. Yeah, let's get to the stats. stats. Call more. Yeah, not really stats. More like storylines. I guess there's a good feel good story. A nice gesture, anyways, by the Peterborough Peets on the game against Niagara as they uh, did a little tribute for the training staff for the work they did with Tucker Tynan, which is great work. I think great gesture by the Peets, and I think that's really cool that they did that. Yeah, for no one who knows, this was the makeup game. Um, This was yeah, because. The London game happened on the Thursday. Then Niagara had a day off, and then they had a game in uh, in Peterborough on Saturday. Then they would have been in Ottawa on the Sunday, but the O just scrapped those games, so they played the game against Peterborough on uh, on the weekend. And yeah, nice nice job by the Peets. Yeah, I think that's great. And he's only like eight weeks away already, Tynan, which is great. Yeah, when when we were at the Ice Dogs game, that was two weeks ago, two weeks Thursday. Yeah, it was. We'll say so. seven. Yeah, about that's seven, impressive. six, seven weeks that's away quick, from coming quick, back to Niagara. That's a quick recovery, though, like to come back that quick. Mm-hmm. Like, it's nice that like nothing majors happen now. Like, you feel pretty bad if something happened. Yeah. Now. Well, he's gone. He's gone. Uh, he went in for a second surgery, and this was, I think it was on the Thursday. I'm not a thousand percent sure. Might have been on the Wednesday, but. Uh, yeah, no, nice to hear Tucker Tynan's doing well and that he's going to start his rehab in Niagara in, uh, in well, pretty much a couple months. Yeah. Uh, and it was also nice that Pete's, I saw something, uh, the Peterborough Memorial Center tweeted this out, or it was maybe the restaurant inside the Peterborough Memorial Center, um, that uh, any uh, anyone wearing Ice Dogs gear got 10% off after the game. Oh, really? So that that was really cool. I yeah, thought that's that was cool. cool they did that. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. Usually that would never happen. I never Obviously, really heard that. Yeah, I haven't really heard that from any... Teams around the league to do that. Yeah. Oh. Can you imagine London goes to Guelph to get 10% off at yeah, the right. bar after the game? Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. Second okay. one? Yeah. DeLandria became the first Firebird with 20-plus goals in three consecutive years. That's got to be the first. Oh, yeah. Well, it has to be. we were talking about it. Cole Sherwood was in Flint. He was traded to the Kitchener Rangers, but he wasn't in Flint for three seasons because he was in London before. Yeah, London. Um, I think it has to be. Like... No one rings a bell. Who else stands out from Flint? Nobody really. Like, to me, I think he's the guy. I think he, he might be the first. It's pretty impressive, though. Oh, it, he's got to be the first. 
I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look up Flint Firebird's top scorers. Like, because I, there are a few that are like right near the top. I just can't quite put my finger on it of who would be close. Uh, Connor Roberts was there. Yeah. Um, Maurizio Colella. Wow, that's the first time I'm hearing of him. He scored 23 goals in 17-18. Uh, um, other guys, Jake Durham was there. Yeah, Jake Durham. Gordive. I forgot about him. Yeah, but he wasn't there that long. No. I think it has to be Delandria. It's got to be. So Delandria, we're marking it right now. Delandria, probably the first person to score of a yeah. three consecutive 20-goal seasons. So. Uh, 16-17, Ryan Moore scored 39. Nick Cabano scored 35. Was Nick the- Cabano there three years? Huh? Because he was there in... Was he there in 1718? I know he finished with the Hamilton Bulldogs, um, but I can't remember if that trade was uh, in the summer or during the... It looks like it was during the year. Yeah. Or during the summer. No. No, it was during the season. He scored 12 goals with Flint in uh, 17-18 and then obviously moved on to... uh, Hamilton. To the Hamilton so, Bulldogs. Uh, Delandria, Will Bitten was there, but that Delandria. was in Flint's second season. So Delandria is probably the first oh, yeah. one. Yep. That's cool. So congrats to Delandria for that. Ty Delandria. Yeah, because even Ryan Moore in his first season with the Flint Firebirds, he only scored 25. Well, only scored 25. <laughs> yeah, because 14-15, they were still the Whalers. So 15-16 was Flint's first year in the league. Uh, Will Bitten. Scored the most goals for the Flint Firebirds that year. He had 30 to go with 35 assists. Nice. So that's huge. That's big yeah, for that's Flint big because for Flint. They've, getting, they've been getting fans. So. Their attendance has been through the roof yeah. this year. I wonder they're going to be close to breaking their attendance record possibly. They've probably already passed it. Yeah, for sure. No offense to Flint. but No. But it's great to see, though. It's great to yeah. see Flint and Saginaw doing that. It's yeah, great CD for the American rivalry. Do well. Yeah, that's good. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. Is that everything? Did you have one more? No, that's it. We covered the brochure thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, the brochure thing's done. So, um now uh, well, we'll get to our games that stood out most uh, last week. We only have a couple minutes here, so I don't think we'll be able to get to the games that we're going to look out for besides our featured matchup this week. Um, but we're going to go to our games last week. Uh, for me, I had Ottawa against Flint. Uh, that was the, Flint's first game of a 3-3, three and three, and that's a huge game. If Flint wants to show that they're going for it, they got to do well against the top teams. They lost 5-4 in a shootout. To so, the Ottawa 67s, which is phenomenal for them. Brendan Othman put up four goals too. scored. So shootout, anything can happen. I think it should be ten minutes uh, three on three. I've seen reports of it should be ten minutes three on three. That. The shootouts are going to go down so much if they did that. Yeah, I agree, absolutely. Right. Um, yeah, so Joseph Greffa, first star, what shocker? Um, Vladislav Kolyachonik. Star number two. Yeah, former London Knight. Yeah, and uh, Alec Belanger, Bellinger. Belanger. I should know that. That's embarrassing. Oh, well. It's all good. Um, It's not our pronunciation episode yet, so. No. Um, yeah, it's practice. Yeah, exactly. Practice makes perfect. Um, So, yeah, that was my game that I really liked, other than, obviously, our featured matchup. Ottawa beat Flint 5-4 in a shootout on uh, January 17th. Uh, My uh, standout matchup on the weekend, well, it was uh, Kitchener Rangers sweeping the home and home with the Guelph Storm. Uh, but the Sunday game stuck out to me when Guelph was up 3 nothing, and Kitchener persevered and battled back, won 5-4. Uh, Guelph had 46 shots on net. Standout in that game was their goaltending for the for the Kitchener Rangers with um, Jacob Ingham having his another stellar game where I think like he would have been on Team Canada if he would have uh, 
been healthy. Yeah. He was there in the summer. I think he would have been on Team Canada for sure. Yeah, well, we discussed that in our World Junior episode, too, that uh, you know, with a fourth, fifth goalie, I guess you could say, had to be selected for camp, it probably would have been him. Yeah, for sure. So, he got hurt with the injury and stuff. Yeah. As my laptop just crashes. Really? But yeah, I was reading that. Oh. That's why it just crashed. That's why there's a little pause. Oh, Colin. <laughs> Guess I'm taking it from here. No, whatever. We only have <laughs> a couple minutes crashed. left in the show anyway. So, uh, Bingo. Um, yeah, also this weekend is uh, your TV hockey day in the O. It's a triple header. Uh, this is January 26th, so things will kick off at 1. The uh, Hamilton Bulldogs host the Peterborough Peets. That might not be a good game. That might not be a bad game to go to. I might have to make my way down to the first Ontario oh, Center. Yeah. Unless it's snowing again like it's supposed to. Oh, for now. Um, and we'd make a fun trip down the mountain. Yeah, yeah. That's slide tough. all the way down. That'd that's be fun. Tough. Um, then it'll be the North Bay Battalion taking on the Sioux Greyhounds. Actually, that game's at one as well. So two games at one. And then at four, the Windsor Spitfires will be in Sarnia to take on That's the Sting. Nice. And then it'll be the Ice Dogs visiting the Kingston Frontenacs. And a tough trip home because that game is at seven. Ooh, they will tough. not be home until two, three. Yeah, that's a tough trip. Well, then school the next day. Hopefully they, they have go, a, they go to school. Hopefully they have a flexible schedule the next day. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. Say the least. Jonah D. Simone, one of the standout academics That's on the good. Ice Dogs. Get in the class, get on that. Yeah. Nice to see that. Yeah. So that's uh, your TV. Hockey day in the O. They call it a triple header, but there's four games. Yeah. Two at one, one at 4.05, and one at seven. Fun one. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Yeah, that was a fun show. Episode five in the books. Yeah. I can't wait to hear the goal horn. Finally. By the way, Colin listens to this afterwards. After it's a Red Wing goal horn. If anyone ever noticed that, it's the Detroit Red Wing goal horn. I don't hear it a lot this year, Reese. You, you no, don't we don't. We really don't. It's been real tough. Today was a tough game. It's Monday. It was a tough game to Colorado today. We didn't show up. Showed up a little bit, but. Yeah. And then the day they didn't. Uh, yeah. They quit on us in November. Let's play the Wings goal <laughs> horn. Wow. That's depressing. That's our thing. <laughs> Yeah, that's we tough. thought of it first. My laptop died. The wings lose. <laughs> tough day. Tough day. But a lot of good talk. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. A lot a of good big standouts. Still, Andrea's yeah. stood out to me a lot. Rochu, obviously. Uh, the yeah. goals against, too, and the game to look for on Sunday. Yeah. The uh, featured matchup, the London Knights visit the Windsor Spitfires at the WFCU Center this coming Thursday. That's our featured matchup for the week. We will have you covered on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 Podcast. And as always, we thank you for listening. Uh, it's all about you guys. We want to make oh, a good sure. podcast for all the OHL fans out there because we're OHL fans. So yeah, for sure. uh, we're, we're all about appreciate having fun. It. Yeah, I appreciate right? all the listeners. Yeah. Good week oh, for fun. Colin Ward. I am Reese Dumaney. You're listening to the Owen 60 podcast now on Google Play. Yeah!